Which NFL teams this weekend, Trista, are on upset alert? Let's start with the Jags. They're plus 333. They're eight and a half point dogs. This opened up at nine and a half. Immediately went down to eight and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs, who were seven and one straight up, six and two against the spread in their last eight playoff home games as favorites. Jags have covered four straight games as playoff dogs. They're two and two straight up. Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game on Saturday. Hashtag people forget high school, college at Clemson. 32 luckily, and 0. Luckily, he didn't have to see. Wait a minute, though. So he's never lost a game on a Saturday, right? Never. But he, but, oh, no, he hasn't. He hasn't. He had COVID. I was going to say my fighting Irish yeah, DJ. did knock off yeah, Clemson. DJ, yeah. yeah, DJ had like 475 yards passing in that game. Granted, it did go to double overtime. But, yeah, Trevor Lawrence did not play. He had COVID before COVID was cool. All right. Uh, I think the Chiefs are on upset alert. Plus 333 for the Jags. This Jags team, I don't know what it is because they're not great defensively, but they could take the football away. They could get after the quarterback. Trayvon Walker, sometimes I watch these games and I'm like, where the hell is he? I probably would have taken Hutchinson number one overall. Uh, But I do love Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen. But man, like the Jags could score 35 points on anybody. Trevor Lawrence could turn the ball over three times and immediately forget about it. They have weapons. We all laughed when they gave Christian Kirk that money and Zay Jones that money and Evan Ingram that money. And they all worked out. They all had career years. They could run the football. Travis Etienne's great. Marvin Jones is out there balling. Yeah, he's Mar- old. He's their fourth option. Yeah. Maybe Jamichael Hasty will get a carry. I don't know. I played him over 13 and a half rushing yards, two units on it. He didn't even get a carry. They have options, though. In Kansas City, I love the Chiefs. I love Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. But they get too cute at times. Sometimes they don't show up in the second half or they kind of take their foot off the gas. We've seen that against Cincinnati. They've scored six Denver. points in their last two games against the Bengals in a big playoff spot last year. I think the Jags are live. I kind of like that price plus their 333. There's also a good chance they win this game 42 to 7. And the Jags, you know, they're a year away or maybe two years away. But fun story. I think they're live this weekend, especially with the Chiefs rested. They really haven't had to get up for a game in a while. They've gotten too cute in these games. They haven't covered these numbers against no, Denver. No, they have not. And some of these other teams. What do you think, though? Are the Jags live or no? Well, let me say this. Let me just find out what the money line is here. It's plus, like you said, plus 333. However, I did something, and I did it before the, the wild card and Super Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. Chiefs happened. money line. Five-star. No, I did. Uh, I took the Jags to go to the Super Bowl. Really? At 40 to 1. So, yeah, I think they're live. I mean, it's, a, it's not a number that I'm, like, giving out and screaming from the highest rooftops, but... Last year, I thought the same thing about Cincinnati, and no one else really did. This is true. And, you know, Cincinnati, obviously, great story, but I think some of the things that the Jacksonville Jaguars do are on par with what Cincinnati does. And the the offensive line can protect Trevor Lawrence better than Cincinnati's offensive line could protect Joe Burrow. So, yeah, I do think that they're live. Do I feel like I need to take that when I already have a 40-to-1 ticket in my pocket? No. Do I like the eight and a half? Absolutely. I probably loved it more when it was nine and a half, but the reason it's going down is because everybody feels the same for a reason. Kansas City's got a little rust. Their secondary's very gettable. If yeah. Chris Jones, if Chris Jones is not coming after Trevor Lawrence and creating natural pressure and making him, you know, make these quicker throws, it could be a really, really competitive game, and who knows at the end of this thing how it's going to shake out. So, yeah, I absolutely believe that the Kansas City is on upset alert. It feels crazy to say, but Jacksonville's resilient, and Doug Peterson is the man. Yeah. And I know he's no Andy Reid, but he is the man. Peach? 
I like Jacksonville plus eight and a half quite a bit. I like Jags plus six in the first half, plus five and a half. I think that's the play. We know the Chiefs start off slow. They're coming off their bye. The Jags have all that momentum from the Chargers win. I think they start fast. So I would look at the first half. Might even look at the first quarter with Jacksonville as well. I don't know if they can win the game, but I do like them to cover. I think they can keep it close. What's worth noting is the total in this game has gone from 51 to 53. Yeah. And I think if you like the Jags, you got to figure that the over is going to hit, right? Like they're not stopping that offense. So maybe they get into like the high 20s. They lose a game like 34, 28, something in that neighborhood. So the fact that it's going up for the over, I like that. And I think the Jags plus eight and a half is the play. But my two favorite plays are Jags first half. And whatever Trevor Lawrence's over rushing yards is, I cannot believe that didn't hit for us last week. Yeah. That game script when they fell down 27 nothing, I'm like, he's going to drop back. He's going to scramble. And he just, he never did that. But I think Peterson is going to run him to start this game because they did not establish that run last week against the Chargers. They're going to try and do it this week. That's a good look right there. I like the Lawrence rushing yards again. I'll go back to the well. Yep. Let's just stick in the AFC because I think this kind of, I mean, even though this is the game of the week, the game of the year, we've, we've been waiting for this literally. Bengals plus 180 on the money line. They're four and a half point dogs against the Bills. I definitely don't like that price. Bills 12 and one straight up in their last 13 at home. Bengals have been the best team against the spread for two years. Now they're 12 and two against the spread in their last 14 on the road. Uh, We know how tough it is to play at Buffalo. I know Josh Allen, the turnovers, they're a problem right now, but I just can't trust Cincinnati. Even though I love them, they're my team, my AFC team, but that offensive line has just beat the crap. And we know Joe Burrow, I love him, but he likes to hang on to the ball a little bit too long. Now with a beat-up offensive line against that Bills defense, I just think this is the Bills' year. I think they're a team of destiny. I think they win. So I'm going to say no. Uh, No upset watch there. I think they're on upset watch. I do. I think just based on if they can create any protection for Joe Burrow, this game is going to be a game. Absolutely. We saw... And they've already, I think, lost two more offensive linemen since this game. But they were up, obviously, 7-3 seven, seven to three on the Bills. But it felt like it was going to be a very back-and-forth game yeah. in Cincinnati. Yes, the environment in Buffalo was a lot different. But you saw what Miami and Hunter S. Thompson, a.k.a. Skylar Thompson, was able to do yeah. on that Fair Bills defense. Like Exactly. <laughs> if it wasn't for my man Jalen Waddle dropping two passes, Tyreek Hill dropping another pass, like Miami could have actually won that game. And then we'd be talking about something completely different, right? So, yeah, I think if they're able to protect Joe Burrow, anything is possible. We know what Joe Burrow can do against the Blitz. He's one of the best quarterbacks against the Blitz in the NFL. He shreds it. So, yeah, I think that they are on upset alert. I don't know if I feel confident based on the the number moving from, what, three and a half to five. That kind of makes me nervous. Yeah. But maybe everybody's just saying, well, the offensive line is banged up, and this has been their problem this whole time, and we hate Eli Apple. Eli Apple sucks. Yeah. Josh Allen's going to shred him, going to shred J- Jesse Bates. I don't know, man. I think they are alive. I will say, though, about Eli Apple, I've never seen an NFL, like, every fan base, all 32, including Cincinnati, everybody hates this guy. <laughs> yeah, he does. There's nobody- Except for Jesse Bates. Like, they're, like, best friends. Well, yeah, he's probably got a couple teammates that like him. But I'm talking, I've yeah. never heard anybody like, you know, I Eli. love Eli Apple. Seems like at least a good dude off the, off the field. Peach? Guys, this is, this is a tough one, man. I, I like the Bills. I like the Bills. I definitely think the Bengals can hang around. If, if Buffalo doesn't turn the ball over, though, they're not losing this game. That, that first half, like when they were up 17-0, it was just so easy for them. Playing pitch and catch. The Ravens exposed the Bengals a little bit on, uh, on defense. Huntley was, was carving them up a little bit at times. He hit that touchdown to Robinson. You mentioned Apple. So I think the Bills will be able to score. 
you know, it's telling that this total is 48 in that Monday night matchup. It was 50, 49 and a half. Now it's 48. So it, it tells me that it's going to be an under game, which probably means that Cincinnati O-line is not going to hold up. And we're going to see maybe that Bengals offense that we saw in the second half against the Ravens that struggled. Big uh, Australian Open second round matchup coming up 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. Nadal taking on Mackenzie McDonald. Oh, that'd might, be fun. I might Ooh. bet this. Uh, all right, let's move over to the NFC quickly. The Giants are plus 260 on the money line, seven and a half point dogs in Philadelphia. They're 10 and one straight up. The Giants are in their last 11 games as playoff underdogs. We've seen Eli do it, but can Daniel Jones do it? Pull off the impossible, knock off the Eagles. I would love to say yes. I just think that the storybook season comes to an end. My Giants over six and a half wins. They win a playoff game. Fun story. They got money to spend in free agency. Daniel Jones coming back. Wasn't even offered the fifth-year option. But the Eagles are just too tough, I think. I think A.J. Brown is just going to uh, rip them apart, rip that secondary apart. Yeah, I mean, you've got the the Eagles with best O-line in football mm -hmm. and a really good D-line as well. Jordan Davis is a monster. You know, when he's in the game, you can't run against the Eagles at all. Secondary's fine. Obviously, the offense for the Eagles is ridiculous. So many weapons. Devontae yeah. Smith is a beast. Like you could actually make the case that Devontae Smith is a better is a better receiver or has a better year this year. And maybe because he's with he's with AJ Brown, but he's had a better year than CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. Uh and then obviously AJ Brown being there, Dallas Goddard, you have Miles Sanders, but obviously Jalen Hurts being the factor. And if Jalen Hurts is fully healthy, this is a stomp the yard situation. I think so. Even though it's a divisional matchup. Maybe it's just me thinking that the the pumpkin is coming to an end. But it's also, like, narrative-based. I'm finally starting to buy into the Giants, which is how I know they're going to get curb-stopped. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I totally feel that. I'm finally buying in after 20 weeks. Of yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thinking, that's how these, I know. That's what it is. scrappy kids got something yeah, going on. Yeah. What do you think, Pete? Guys, the toughest thing to do from wildcard weekend to divisional weekend is, like, you come in with an assumption of a team and you completely just throw out everything you thought you knew, right? And you base it off of one game. And I feel like too many people are just buying into the Giants against that Minnesota defense, and I'm just, I'm still not sold. Show me you can do it against Philly. Until then, I don't think they can pull if the If they upset. can do it against Philly, then they could do it against anybody. They sure can. They sure can. They sure yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Especially no. in that stadium <laughs> yeah. in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so tempted just to, just as a little, Just like, a little sprinkle? Yeah, like, why just, not? Just why not? It's Brian Dable. This next one is really easy. Cowboys are beating the Niners. That's Niners right. 11-0 straight just up, 9-2 against the spread. Don't. Here's the, the best Niners. part. Here's Niners the best part. Due process, Trista. The Dallas Cowboys have lost seven straight playoff games as underdogs. That comes to an end this weekend. They win outright. Purdy's going home. Giants 11-1 no to, to come out of the NFC. Not us.